0: Vous utilisez la brosse à dents et la soie dentaire. Mais saviez-vous qu'une nouvelle étude montre que Listerine détruit 5 fois plus de plaques au-dessus de la gencive que la soie dentaire et contribue au maintien d'une bouche propre et saine? C'est 5 fois plus de plaques détruite avec Listerine. Aidez à compléter votre routine avec Listerine. Le rince-bouche ne doit pas remplacer la brosse à dents ou la soie dentaire. Ce produit pourrait ne pas vous convenir. Toujours lire l'étiquette et suivre le mode d'emploi. Hey everyone, Kelly Lee here and this is Perspective, where we get God's perspective on various life topics and situations. Today we're going to do just one more throwback and this is called Afflicted. This is a talk that I did in 2020, which the Lord had me put together. It's really important that we understand where affliction comes from, why affliction happens to us. And so this should really help to shed some light on what he says about affliction. Here we go. God bless you guys. Thank you for tuning in. So today I want to talk about affliction and, you know, what what are the reasons why we are afflicted. Now, contrary to belief, you know, a lot of people think that affliction actually comes from the enemy, and sometimes it does, but sometimes it comes from God. And so why does he afflict us? Most of the time, affliction comes because he actually wants us to turn back to him. He wants us to repent He wants to test us. He wants to see what's in our hearts. You know, I've been talking about that a lot over the last couple of days, but he really wants to see what's in our hearts. I mean, he knows what's in our hearts, but he wants us to be aware of what's in our hearts. And so afflictions do come to us and they do come from him. He really, really wants us to recognize and repent for the things that we have done that has made him work his affliction and work his wrath upon us. So one of the characters in the Bible who was afflicted the most, and this is the oldest book in the Bible, was Job. And Job, it was a massive test. So like the oldest book in the Bible talks about testing. It's a big test to see what is in our hearts and how we will react to certain situations. For those of you who don't know the story of Job, this guy was well off. He, he had it all. He had God. He, he served God and Satan and God had a conversation and Satan said, I'll bet if you take away all of his stuff and everything that he has that he will curse you. And the Lord gave Satan permission because he always has to give permission to Satan to do anything. And he gave Satan permission to afflict Job. He wanted to see what Job's response would be. And God believed that Job was an upright heart and that he would, you know, continue to serve God and continue to, you know, lift up his name and praise him. And so Job lost everything in one day. He lost all of his all of his uh, livestock, and he lost all of his family. His whole family just got swept away. And his wife said, Chris got him die. And Job said, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And that's just like such a beautiful, beautiful thing. I mean, one of the things that he looks for is like what do we do in those situations do we turn to him do we really do we really search our own hearts and become very aware of the things that we've done or the things that we need to repent for and in the times of affliction that's the time when we're supposed to sit back and say lord please show me what's in my heart what's going on why is this happening please show me the way to change, to to please you. And so these are the things that we are actually supposed to do. Secondly, the Lord Jesus Christ was afflicted, obviously. Isaiah 53.5 says that he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. And in Isaiah, you know predicted the coming of the Lord he knew that the Lord was going to be afflicted in this life and so and Psalm 34 9 says many are the afflictions of the righteous but the Lord delivers him out of them all so we need to really keep that in mind we need to just let the Lord know okay I recognize this but how do I change from this how do I how do I learn and grow from this? in walking with him there is daily transformation that occurs psalm 1971 says it is good for me that i was afflicted that i might learn your statutes." so like what can we learn from affliction there's so much that we can learn i personally i cannot even tell you how much he has not just saved me but just like changed my heart changed my mind and really really wanted to come to him and just you know be of a pure heart and like search my heart if there's anything in it lord and please change me to be more like you every day so james one two and four says count it all joy my brothers when you meet trials of various kinds for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete lacking in nothing So, you know, these things come to us to perfect us and to make us more like Christ every single day. We need to continually be like, Lord, I repent for anything that is in my heart that is not of you, that is, uh, you know, of this world. And so these are the things that we should be doing on a daily basis just to make sure that we are in Bright standing with the lord 2 corinthians 4 17 says for this light momentary affliction is preparing us for the eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison this affliction that he puts upon us it is for a short period of time until we realize and recognize our errors and until we say, Lord, you know what? I come to you humbly. I lay myself down before you on the altar. And I just want you to know that you need to continue your work in me. I'm sorry for anything that I've done. And you know what? He is going to not remember your sins, number one, but also he's going to continue to transform you. 2 Corinthians 4, 8-9 says we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed perplexed but not driven to despair, persecuted but not forsaken, struck down but not destroyed. He doesn't come to destroy us. He comes to change us. And that is the most important message in, in times of affliction that we really truly need to understand is that he is not here to destroy us. Even Jesus said he came to call the sinners to repentance. He, he was called to heal the sick. Psalm 9 13 and 14 says, be gracious to me, O Lord, see my affliction from those who hate me. So, you know, affliction doesn't just come from God, but it also comes from man. There's so much hate in the world, and especially online, there's so many trolls, there's so many people who purposely, like people come to my YouTube channel and dislike on purpose, and it's funny, somebody actually posted about that the other day, somebody said, I pray that Whoever disliked this post will be found by the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and transformed because in coming against what I'm saying, you're actually coming against the inspired word of God. And so you're found to be fighting against God. The next one is Psalm 10, 17 and 18. It says, Lord, you hear the desire of the afflicted. You will strengthen their heart. You will incline your ear to do justice to the fatherless and the oppressed. The thing about it is that he is strengthening us through the affliction. So we need to always, always keep that in mind. Why are we being tested? Why are we being tried? So that he can come into our hearts and actually really change us, make us more like him to mold us. And this is what he does. He is the potter and he molds us. And it's a continual process. It's not just something like, yeah, I was saved uh, five, ten years ago, and he transformed me then. But I still have issues with anger, and I still have issues with stress, and I still have issues with like worldly issues. Yes, it is a process, but but to say, and I've heard somebody say this before, to say that I was saved like ten years ago. No, but he already did that. He already changed me. No, it is a continual daily process in your walk with him. Like he changes you daily. He lets you know daily what you've done wrong if you ask him to show you. So we need to continue to come to him and say, Lord, you know, I come from, I come to you with what I hope is a pure heart. But if it's not, please show me what is going on inside my mind, like what is going on that is not like you, let me know so that you can change me. Romans 5, 3 and 4 actually says that we are supposed to rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that the suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. So we need to always keep that in mind, rejoice in our sufferings. Look at what happened in Acts. You know, people were like, people were calling the apostles. They whipped them and beat them. And they said, you cannot use this name anymore. This name of Jesus, you cannot use this name are. And what did they do after they were whipped and beaten for using the name of Jesus? They came out and they had their hands raised and they were praising Jesus and that's what we are supposed to do in our times of suffering again keep your hands raised like moses guys i said this on my previous video but you need to go back and watch that one because when we keep our hands raised that's how we live isaiah 48 10 says behold i have refined you but not as silver i have tried you in the furnace of affliction this is what he does he puts us into the fiery furnace for his purpose for his glory because when we come out what happens we are refined we are changed we are more like him and so the affliction does come it comes for his purpose again everything happens for his purpose and so uh what is the hope in all of this this is one of my favorite scriptures actually that i'm about to talk to you about and the way that I found it, I mean, I was listening to audio Bible and um, I've made a video about this on my Instagram previously. I was listening to Isaiah 54, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And I use that all the time. They even created a little video of MC Hammer dancing, Hammer Time. And he was like, and, and, and I was like, I'm just sitting back and thinking about Isaiah 54, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And then at the end, it says, can't touch this. And it's funny, right? Like the Lord gave me the idea to create that video. It's pretty funny. People have a good laugh about it, right? But then I was on um, audio Bible, just praying one day, just by myself in peace, just praying, listening to Isaiah, Isaiah 54. If you listen to it all before he talks about no weapon being formed against you that will prosper. Isaiah 54, 8 and 9 says, In a little wrath I hid my face from thee for a moment, but with everlasting kindness I will have mercy on thee, saith the Lord thy Redeemer. For as I have sworn that the day the waters of Noah should no more go over the earth, so I have sworn that I would not be wroth with thee, nor rebuke thee. The affliction is but for a short period of time. And that period of time is until we repent and until we recognize the error of our ways and until we actually really repent, as in like we change our mind. We do a complete 180 and he promises not to afflict us again. And the affliction and the fiery furnace and all of those other things are but for a period of time. So if you're going through a storm, just you need to know that and recognize that it is but for a period of time and his promise is that he will not flood the earth again and he has sworn that he will never do this again by the covenant of the rainbow he has sworn that he would not be wroth with us nor rebuke us nor afflict us again so guys just remember it's a season and it's a period of time so if you're going through it you're gonna go through it you're gonna go through the fiery furnace but in all of this it is testing your faith to make sure that it is genuine as peter said so guys i pray this message has reached you and if you are being afflicted just know that there's a reason why you're being afflicted and it's a good reason to make you more like him so i pray that you guys are blessed that you are safe that you are healthy that you are healed, that you are whole, and that you have peace in the storm. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. Love you guys. God bless. Salut Pierre, prêt pour le match? Wow! C'est quoi ça? Ça, Marc, c'est ma barbe des séries. Mais t'es pas un joueur? Non, mais je suis un conducteur. C'est l'événement Hyundai en série. De nouveaux véhicules arrivent chaque jour. Des recrues de choix avec plein d'équipements de sécurité, de connectivité, de confort et une garantie limitée de 5 ans. Tu devrais en profiter. D'accord, mais tu vas faire une petite chose pour moi avant. Ben Bien sûr, quoi donc? Oh, ma parole, non, non, pas le rasoir! Commandez votre nouvelle Hyundai dès aujourd'hui. Des conditions s'appliquent. La disponibilité des véhicules varie selon le modèle.